Welcome to another episode of Raw and Uncut New York Sports Where we talk about the Mets, the Nets, and the Giants We're going to be talking about the Mets uh, Recapping this four game series against the Philadelphia Stinking Phillies um, Look, we come away with a split uh, And I'm not too happy about that and the Mets shouldn't be either because I really uh, believe that this was a series that we, at worst, at worst, come away with three wins. I would have loved loved the sweep. Um, I'm sure we all would have, uh, and it's hard to do. But three out of four was definitely a must because you make a statement. You're chasing the Philadelphia Phillies at this point. You have to, you know, keep that confidence, keep the ball rolling. And unfortunately, you know, we, you know, we had a nice little comeback on Monday, down six runs. But unfortunately, comebacks are not in the standings. Wins and losses is all that matters. And once again, you know, we got, um, we didn't get great pitching from David Peterson on Monday. And then, you know, the, the bullpen did not hold up its end of the deal. Uh, Familia with, with the blown save, Miguel Castro, you know, giving up a home run and, and two runs in total in relief, uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm not thrilled about splitting with the Phillies. We really the Mets really have to start winning these series and uh, you know, winning the games that that they're supposed to win. Plain and simple. We got another series now coming up against the Orioles and I don't remember if it's a two or three game series, but whether it's two, three, four, or five games that we play against the Orioles, we better win all of them. Because uh, there's not much time left. Uh, we'll go over some of the you know bright spots from this series. Um, you know, I think we can start with uh, Andres Jimenez. Man, that kid had a fabulous game on Monday. Defensively at the plate for the series, he went seven for 15, scored five runs, four RBIs and a double he's really making he's really making the decision to sit Ahmed Rosario a whole lot easier for Luis Rojas uh, I really you know I tweeted a while back that Rosario and Jimenez were going to be you know we're going to have the infield on lock in the Mets future and unfortunately Rosario is not looking like part of the, you know, the big picture here lately. He struggled throughout the season and Jimenez, you know, kind of really stepping up to the plate, if you will, and, you know, shining on the field uh, is really making it, you know, hard for Rosario to get some playing time back. So I really wonder what it's going to do to Rosario's mental state of mind going forward 
but Jimenez has uh, has surprised many of us. Hasn't surprised me, but he's come around at the plate, which, which is huge, because that's where I kind of saw him lagging a little bit. I knew his glove was glove was there, but uh, you know, at the plate, I thought it was gonna get some time to get used to hitting major league pitchers, but he did it against Nola. He did it against Wheeler, so really, really impressed with what he's shown at the plate. Um, we move on to Jeff McNeil. I think I think we've all seen Jeff McNeil struggle, and I've pointed out quite a few times on Twitter that he's just not having fun. He doesn't look like he's having fun. He's really struggling. He's chasing bad pitches, and he's... He just doesn't look like he's all in 2020. You know, like, I wonder if there's other things wrong with Jeff McNeil. Injuries, personal stuff. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to find that out once the season's over. But, 5 for 15, 3 runs, 2 doubles, 2 home runs, 4 RBIs, including a big 3-run home run that put the Mets on top seven to six on Monday that's what he's given us in this four game series versus the Phillies he's got 11 hits in his last seven games he has four multi-hits games in September that is a very very good sign for this Mets lineup considering we have not hit with runners in scoring position I would love for Luis Rojas now to go back to Nimmo and McNeil at the top of the lineup. McNeil has been hitting, uh, what, like 6th or 7th, I think, right? I think 7th because Alonzo has batted 6 here in the past few games. So I would like to see those two guys, Nimmo and McNeil, back at the 1-2 at the top of the lineup. If... if if McNeil has turned it around here, then I, that would be best for the lineup. Uh, and you kind of drop back uh, J.D. Davis in the lineup, and you know, you know, you can back Conforto third. Uh, definitely got to keep Conforto in his bat second or third, without a doubt. He's got a he's got a bat second or third. So, uh, but you know, remember, Nimmo draws a lot of walks. McNeil. Uh, if he's if he starts swinging the bat or keeps swinging the bat the way he has a single, Nimmo ends up on third. Now you got first and third situation, so it, it could bode well for this lineup that has struggled. Although lately they haven't as much, but they they kind of started hitting a little bit here with runners in scoring position. But for the most part of the season, you know how that's been. They've struggled. Uh, and Dominic Smith, he continues to really. You know, between him, between Dominic Smith, Conforto, and I'll put Robinson Cano in there. Um, who's been the MVP, right? Because, I mean, Dominic Smith, of of the Mets, of course. Uh, Dom, Dominic Smith has really, really uh, shown a lot of improvement and consistency. I mean, for this series, he went 8 for 18, 2 runs. Six RBIs, a double. 
He does have 10 strikeouts and only one walk so far in September, but Dominic Smith has really stepped up to the plate um, for the Mets. Really a nice little bright spot. He's played first base pretty well, I'd say. And, you know, he's hitting 322 for the season. He's got an OPS of 1.025. Really played well up to this point of the season. Um, I hope he continues to do so. Pete Alonso, four home runs in September. He's batting 292 with seven RBIs in September. So another guy that has kind of stepped it up and turned it around here as of late. We're going to need him to be good. This lineup is starting to take form. It's starting to do what we needed it to do for the first, whatever, 35 games of the season. Um, the only problem is now that the bullpen has been a little shaky. We're not getting a lot of innings from our starters. Um, and it's just, it feels like, the Mets are falling behind early in baseball games. Um, you know, in the first inning, we have a team ERA of 5.57. Okay. In the second inning, we have a team ERA of 6.86. That's good for last in the majors. It's the worst in the majors. And we've also given up the most hits in the second inning. Now we go to the third inning. We have a 4.29 ERA in the third inning. A little bit better than in the fourth we have a three ERA uh, so you see how we kind of start off slow and then in the fifth and sixth inning we have uh, you know ERAs around five um, and then it gets better in the seventh inning we have a 2.63 ERA in the seventh 2.93 in the ninth so we have a tendency at the starting pitching to really put us behind the eight ball in the first two innings so again and you know I, I I've tweeted this out plenty of time this Mets team this season and really every season that I can think of for the past I don't know fucking five years ten years prior to, to 2020 it just fucking oozes inconsistency we cannot get any consistency from this team like the batting turns it around and then the pitching you know takes a step back the pitching is there the bullpen gets better we can't fucking hit runners in scoring position so we just can't find a way to play some consistent baseball we can't do it in 162 games so you figure maybe in 60 games we can do it, and we failed to do so. Um, so I don't know. It's really, it's really Mets-like to, uh, you know, just not really play well in all three phases. So, you know, we're really going to have to win out here. I mean, there's no... There's no in-between. Like, we're chasing the Phillies. We're chasing the Marlins. Uh, Atlanta, you know, they have a uh, they have a five-and-a-half game lead over the Mets. So there's really not much 
you know, at this point, I'm scoreboard watching. We're watching what the Marlins are doing. We're watching what the Phillies are doing. We're watching what the San Francisco Giants, what the Brewers, what the Rockies are doing. Because those are all teams we're chasing right now. We're chasing all those teams uh, in the wild card. And, you know, it's we don't control our own destiny. So we need a little bit of help along the way. But, you know, obviously we got to be able to help us ourselves here. So, um, you know, like I said, we got a two-game series or, or three against the, the Orioles. We have to win that series. I mean, there's no other way that there's no other way to really paint that picture. We got to win the easy games. I know the Orioles have played better this year, but that's still a team that we're better than plain and simple and then uh you know we got three games against the blue jays who are you know playing pretty well right they're they're fighting for that second spot in the al east then we got a day off and we play the phillies again we play the braves again the rays and then we finish off the season with the nationals so it's not exactly an easy schedule it's going to be pretty tough I've mentioned a lot of times this is going to be a dogfight. Um, you know, the Braves just got news that Max Fry will end up in a 10-day IL. Not good for them, being that, you know, Mike Soroka has been uh, uh, shelved for the whole season. So now, you know, Max Fry has pitched very well. For, for the Braves, that's a big loss for them. Uh, the Marlins, they continue to hang around and be pesty. Um, that's not a surprise. That's pretty much always been the case with the Braves. And look, the, the Phillies, I've mentioned, have the worst bullpen in the majors. But they have an offense that can put up runs. Continue to have a one-two punch. Zach Wheeler, just a victim yesterday of, you know, poor bullpen. He pitched pretty well. Really hate to see him pitch against the Mets, especially in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. But what are you going to do about it, right? Um, what else? The Mets. Um, look, the Mets just have to get it together, man. There's really no in-between. Like I said before, they just have to win these games and um they just got to win these games man uh david peterson yesterday didn't pitch too well uh the bright spot of yesterday i would say was erasmo uh ramirez you know he came in for relief pitched five innings one earned run two hits hopefully he can be a guy you know he hasn't pitched much this year so hopefully he can be a guy that can provide some innings out of the pen um when our starters don't go long i do see uh seth lugo going deeper into games he had a bit uh a pitch count issue uh his one in one of his starts against the phillies he went five innings but he he threw for 80 pitches i think you know this is going to be his next start will be what his third start i think he'll be more comfortable I think he'll be able to provide us more a more quality start. 
Um, he's got good stuff. He really does. I was never on board with him being a starter because I didn't want to lose him out the pen. But, I mean, you know, at this point, there's no doubt that we need him. We need that extra arm. Like, there is no doubt we need uh, another arm, which, of course, is why I think all the Mets fans, or at least this Mets fan, wanted to keep Wheeler around, but whatever. But yeah, Lugo looks on his way to get into a point where he can provide six or seven innings. Um, Porcello, he's, you know, again, he's he's kind of fell victim to poor uh, to poor starts early on. Gives up runs, uh, only one or two, and then he really cruises, man. Like he really settles down nicely. So he's turned in, you know, other than. Other than the Grom, he's really been our most consistent starter, I'd say. So, uh, no bashing of Rick Porcello. He he's pitched well. Overall, he's pitched well. Uh, I think Michael Waka starts for us uh, the first game against the Orioles. Interesting to see what he looks like. I know it's going to be against the Orioles, so I'm not putting a lot of value into this start but I do want to see him pitch well I want to see how he looks out there and hopefully he can be hopefully he can provide exactly what Porcello has you know um, just being consistent and giving us you know a quality start although the the slow start it still has been quality start uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the Mets are five and a half games back of the Braves. They trail the Brewers, the Rockies, the Marlins, and the Giants for that wild card. The Marlins and the Giants currently have the wild card locked up. Mets, here's here's the thing though. Mets are even in run differential. The Marlins are minus eight. The Brewers are minus 34. The Rockies are minus 36. And the Giants are also even. The Mets, for the most part, during the season, have had a run differential of negative whatever. It's been, it, for the most part of the season, I say half of the season has probably been um, minus 20. So they've really turned it around here to be even at this point of the season. Obviously, they turned it around. The other teams that were chasing, they have either regressed or, you know, they're in the negative. So I think that is a bright spot. Again, if we can get all three phases of this Mets team to play consistent, we could make a run for that second wild card, which which that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So, you know, that's pretty much it, man. Um, you know, a series versus the Phillies that I really would have loved to have, but unfortunately we end up splitting i guess that's better than losing but you know no excuses um we have to we have to win out here we have to win these last few series every single one in order for us to have a shot so that's all i got make sure you follow on twitter at raw and uncut new york talk into the next one, keep it raw and uncut.